Hello, this is Abram Berkemeyer and Tyler Hafford from Penobscot Financial Advisors, and this is Financial Discretion Advised. Today, on episode two, we'll be discussing the advantages of working with a financial advisor that works as part of a team. Yeah. And uh, Tyler, I know you started out as a kind of like a solo practice as your own advisor working with all of your clients and handling everything for all of them at all times why don't you kind of get into the advantages and disadvantages of that yeah yeah no perfect perfect time for this discussion too we're, we're live from uh well live right now if you're listening to it yeah i mean that yeah we're live yeah I you're live while you're i'm listening. pretty sure no one's listening to this um live from Migus. uh Migus. it's pronounced Migus. 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 Migus lodge we should get that right for any sponsorships uh, Migus Lodge and at Sebago Lake, uh, awesome PFA Palooza, our team kind of getaway. Yeah. So yeah. great, great to kind of have this discussion. Yeah. So I started in, you know, as my own advisor, as a sole advisor, getting clients. Um, it's funny. I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to get new clients, and then a lot of time of um, trying to make sure I converted a lot of the people I met with, and it, you know, creating a portfolio form was just kind of. A back burner thing, right? I had to get yeah. the money through the door, and then I'd be like, "Oh, now I got to invest it. What do I put it in?" Right. The wirehouse had kind of cookie cutter <laughs> models um, that I could invest in. I end up needing to reach out, and um, there's a portfolio manager there, another advisor. He was running his own book, but he would allow me to use his portfolios. I oh, almost okay. gravitated to needing some other help, right, right. In, in doing a good job for clients, and. If you're out there looking for someone who's just not working in a team, they are a solo advisor, it is impossible to be an expert at everything. Right. So, um, you know, I think that the team approach is fantastic for anyone who wants a comprehensive plan, someone who can just dedicate time. Like we have, we'll talk to Sam today, the portfolio administrator, but he has all day to build out solutions for folks. Right. right. I don't think I've treated a client account since I started working for the company. <laughs> Seriously. And, um, you know, and, and we have Julie who can take care of the paperwork and the office stuff and, and Hannah's running operations and now most of the company. So, <laughs> like, you know, we have all these things. That I think it's important if you're going to find someone to help you with your finances to find a team of people. Right. And you started in the team and it kind of allowed you to, to build out your career. But I know that sure. um, you kind of point to that when you talk about, like, how you became an expert in planning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really couldn't spend all the time that I do to be such a good financial planner, you know. No pushback on that? Okay, good, good. good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to keep knocking my own boots here. Um, but, <clears throat> yeah, really great financial planner. Um, you know, spent a lot of time being able to do the research and get into the client situations. Right. And, um, you know, if I had to spend the other half of my day trading all of my client accounts, then that's going to suck up a lot of time that I'm not explaining things to clients right. such as social security decisions you know I can spend a lot more time being thorough making sure that they're absorbing the information because yeah. I've got other people that are supporting me and I am ultimately you know the the lead for whoever whatever whichever client I'm working with right. and how they're engaging the company so you know there's a huge big support system behind us um, 
And I do think that that teamwork approach is is really vital when you're looking to work with a financial advisor. Before we get some of our team members in here, do you want to kind of just elaborate on how we're set up in comparison to how some other firms are set up? So, you know, the kind of the thing you were explaining in the beginning was you could have an advisor that's a solo shop. He does all of his financial plans for all of his clients. He um, invests all the money for them. You know, he's responsible for all the paperwork and onboarding process and you know, it's a lot of time that that person has to do, not necessarily working on yeah, and, financial and, plan and, yeah, or selecting investments. Yeah, you just, that just, you don't focus on it. You don't have the time to do it. Yeah, you get right? pulled you in just, every different direction. You dedicate the time necessary to, to putting thoughtful things together for people. Right. Um, you're really getting a cookie cutter experience when right. you do that, right? Right. Because um, you got to streamline it if you're by yourself. Right. right. And you, yeah, there's just not enough hours in the day to do it. Yeah. And to be honest, like we talk about, you, you just can't be an expert at everything and you're trying to build out solutions for folks and you're just, you may not be the top notch estate kind of, you know, right. financial advisor. And it just, that part of the plan just will, will lose some luster because yeah. you're, you're focusing on, you know, doing paperwork. Or, right. Or right. Like and, uh, you know, it really is, you know, we work as a team within our firm, but also our job as advisors is to put together our clients teams, which are, you know, working with their tax attorneys and yeah. their, uh, you know, their their lawyers for their legal documents and insurance agents for yeah. things like long term care and life insurance and making sure that everything's fluid and uh, we're accomplishing the recommendations from a plan. But um, getting back to getting back to our company and how we're set up, uh, I know you're the head of the marketing committee, so we do work in committees. Well, we got marketing committee, operations committee, financial yeah. planning committee, investment committee. So why don't you talk a little bit about your role as the, the head of the marketing committee and what you guys do and how that you sure. know, helps fold into the business. Yeah, I think they when they were picking the head of the marketing committee, they they were essentially just like, he's not good at anything, so why don't we just have him do marketing? Yeah, I mean, that's why we picked you for the podcast. Yeah. You just sit here and talk. So. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, head up marketing for the firm. We've got a lot of stuff going on. Um, we're just really trying to get PFA name out there, right? And um, get them in... in in front of people as, as many different ways as possible. Using different right. medias, this podcast um, is a great kind of way for us to get our vision of how this should yeah. be done out to people. Sure. And marketing is, is coming down to that. Plus, we have um, some niches that our company works in that we kind of focus on right now and want to be a, kind of a resource yeah. for them. So. Yeah. And I got to say, you're doing a great job so far because we are a smaller company and you know, marketing is something that smaller companies can, can tend to overlook because marketing can be expensive, marketing can be time consuming. Right. Um, but you know where you're able to focus is kind of leading the committee and, and managing that you're doing a good job yeah so. I think the only downside or bad move I've had is, is asking you to host this podcast yeah I mean I kind of took over the thing and uh, you know bit of a control freak but you don't do any work so <laughs> you know it's got it's plus and minuses <laughs> <laughs> uh, well that's great um, you know I since you clearly don't care about my life I'll just hop into what I do and what committee I had uh, but I, <laughs> I lead the uh, the financial planning committee within the firm uh, that essentially took place right after I got my certified financial planner certificate, which we talked about a little bit on the last podcast episode that everybody should go check out and get our viewership up. So we everyone can get some... download, share, like yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You know, the more the more people Subscribe. we get out there, then the more likely we are to get ads, and then we can get some more revenue. And once again, I'm taking over marketing right now. We just you know we're exploding. Yeah. So um, I love to do a thing. <laughs> kind of like what I do in the financial planning committee. Right. Thank you for bringing up that topic. You're yeah. running. 
So really at the financial planning committee, we do two main things. One is make sure that we're staying up to date on all the technologies that we have and tools that we have uh, capable, available to us so we can make sure that we're using you know, the best planning software out there for our clients. And you know, we're, we look at that in comparison to other types of planning software and you know, we make the analysis of say, hey, this, this software is really a lot more goals-based that orientates more towards how we want to work with our clients. We are sure. a goals-based firm, so you know, we gravitate towards that one, but making sure that you know, if, if another company's out there that might be putting out better analysis or has, is able to give us some better, better market assumptions, then you know, that might be something that we'll, we'll reevaluate uh, yeah. every now and then. And so we do that at the Financial Planning Committee. And then the other big thing that we do is um, case studies, and we look at client scenarios. So working as part of a team, each advisor, um, you know, definitely has the opportunity to go, Hey, Tyler, I know yeah. you don't know the answer to this, but what's your opinion? Yeah. Um, you know, I'd probably ask Jim or Craig for a planning situation, yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we bring that up at financial planning committee so that that way we can get every advisor's, uh, every advisor's take on a situation. Yeah. You know, we make a recommendation does everybody else think that that's appropriate if it's something that we handle a little bit less and you know maybe maybe Jim handles a scenario that we have a client that we're working with a little bit more so yeah uh, he's able to provide some insight there and and um, those are the big main purposes of the the financial planning committee um, just really utilizing everybody's knowledge within the company yeah yeah it allows everyone to kind of branch out and find something one that they're interested in yeah and it allows them to kind of research it bring it back to the group and allows us as financial planners to send out clients to have just a wealth of resources to right. yeah. solve so, any type of issue. Like you got one one of us really good at student loans and there's right. a lot of complex things that go on with public versus private and different programs yeah. and repayment plans and yeah. It's a lot for any one advisor to, to get a you know, very firm grasp on, but right. when you're able to talk with other advisors, you can work through situations and, and remember things that you might have forgotten otherwise. Yeah, yeah and a lot of advisors kinda of focus on that and someone else can focus on tax efficiency strategies. Yeah, so I think I think we should kind of talk to the team and and introduce them to you guys and anyone listening and get their take on on what this whole team thing should look like. Joining us first on the podcast today is Jim Bradley, founder of the company and chief investment officer. And Tyler, you've got a question for Jim. Starting Penobscot Financial Advisors, you had this decision to make, and you obviously said having a team of people was the better way to do this. Oh, by the way, Jim, we're talking about teamwork today. Yeah, that's a good topic. So, you know, what led you to say, I want to do this with a team um, and kind of take that approach? And do you think it was all because you just kind of felt lazy? <laughs> well, that was probably part of it. Um, I think that uh, at the end of the day, it, it's it's kind of funny. You, you, you sit and you think about how do you, how do you deliver, you know, a, a service to... Uh, to your clients that uh, can be done better and at the end of the day it becomes pretty simple you know you realize that you're not the you know uh, the one person that can uh, bring them everything that they need necessarily and that adding new points of view new expertises new people new young blood and younger blood certainly <laughs> uh, uh, makes a lot of sense and, and, and that's not uh, that's not just being flip is it Avery because the, the, <laughs> even though that's you know something you're good at um, the uh, the you know fact of the matter is you know if I'm a 65 70 year old person and I'm sitting down with somebody who themselves is you know 50 60 years old and uh, thinking to myself gosh you know when I'm 
85 years old. Is that around when that person's going to be retiring? Is that when I want to be out going out shopping for somebody sure. new? It's really good to have uh, a little bit of depth to your bench. Sure. Um, and plus it gets lonely when you're there alone. So. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. So then my question for you was, uh, Tyler and I already kind of talked to our audience about our roles as leading the financial planning committee and the marketing committee. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do leading the investment committee and we haven't talked to Sam yet, so yeah, you if you want to take it. over a lot <laughs> of, you know, you say you do what he does. And <laughs> well, even, even taking a step back from that, if I can, you know, the whole idea of, of committees and, 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 you know, and, and wrangling the, uh, the expertise and focusing the, the, the specializations in that kind of way wasn't my idea. It was the idea of, uh, of Craig Jonkis, and so another good reason to have younger, smarter people uh, working uh, uh, on the team with you. Um, and uh, but so on the investment committee, uh, what I do is as the chief investment advisor. I don't think you gave me my full uh, uh, job title there. Uh, uh, is, <laughs> well, I want to fix that, Aver. He does pay you. I know, but we do also try to knock down our guests a little bit. You know, I don't want to do too mighty a horse at the podcast. I was you're our guest, Jim. Uh, we'll call you, but we. Want to call you. I was getting a bigger head there. <laughs> um, so, uh, as, as the chief investment officer, basically, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm I'm the person who kind of tries to uh, uh, organize our thoughts around how we develop, you know, how we develop and execute investment strategies uh, for our clients. Um, I take it upon myself to look at the overall asset allocation, which is just basically how we're going to, you know, break up a portfolio between stocks, bonds, real estate, commodities, cash, and that type of thing. Um, and uh, just uh, more than anything else, I think, you know, try to organize uh, our way of thinking. Well, what I, what I don't do is make all of the decisions, and that's why we have uh, a committee and uh, as, as you guys know, one of the things we've been trying to do lately is, you know, one, one, of the, one of the not so great things about our team is that we really kind of get along well and, and like each other. So right, we pull our punches a little too we, much. We pull our punches perhaps too much. And so we've been trying to get a little bit better at, uh, at, uh, at speaking our minds and, and actively trying to find areas of maybe not all out disagreement, but... Uh, you know, counterpoints and, uh, and, and other yeah. ways of thinking. And um, everybody listening, we did move our investment committee's meetings from the conference room to the octagon, so. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Jim, I think it's interesting, and, and you kind of hit it, um, but when you started kind of PFA and Penobscot Financial Advisors, you took what you felt like you were the strongest at in your previous practice when you're doing it kind of by yourself. Um, what do you think the limitations of not working with a team are right. for someone who's looking for a financial advisor? Right. Anybody who's ever tried to do something as really complex as managing the financial lives of hundreds of households uh, can can tell you that uh, there, there's you know very quickly limitations to uh, to what you can uh, to what you can do on your own. Um, and you know, and like we mentioned before, I mean, there's also concerns that you know, are are you going to be the resource that you know, your clients want you to be? So, um, it was, I'd say, maybe about you know, obviously, you know, starting into the business, uh, I was uh, a bit of a lone wolf, uh, as were you, uh, starting out, Tyler, a kind of a, a small fish in a big pond with a with a big firm, yep. um, that you know, really didn't promote. Uh, 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 
teamwork. It was a very siloed organization. You didn't stand anything to benefit from sending somebody down the hall to work right. with uh, right. uh, one of your coworkers. And I pretty quickly saw that as being not the way I wanted to do it. But, you know, it, it takes a little while from that to go from that's a good idea yeah. to actually finding a, a good way to actually make it happen. I'd say 15, 20 years ago, I was writing, you know, sketches on the back of napkins as to what I think a good team would look like. And here we are. 10 or 15 years later, and we've got a team that looks just like that. Um, Tall, dark, brown hair. Well, you know. No hair. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, as we... uh, as we continue to grow, I mean, the, the, the question is, how do we do so in, in such a way that, you know, lends itself to our continuing to be able to bring diverse, you know, opinions and, uh, uh, and diverse specialties to the team and, uh, and to, to, you know, continue to grow in that direction. I think there's actually kind of maybe, a, you know, you, you build up a lot more uh, effectiveness uh, as you grow and you build up uh, the ability to, to share a much broader range of, of, of expertises. And, uh, but probably that, that crests at some time. Um, I've seen it happen with a lot of other firms where you know, they keep on growing and they get better and better. And then after they hit a certain level of growth, they just become another big firm that isn't necessarily all paddling in the same direction right. and and, uh, right. uh, and starts to uh, uh, get limited there. So that becomes the bigger challenge, I guess, as we continue to grow is, is how do we continue to kind of keep this uh, this spirit that we've developed uh, as, a, as, a, as a team. Um, and, you know, I'm sure you know, a part of it uh, uh, will, will be uh, making sure that uh, the people that we hire are all just as wacky as you guys are. <laughs> yeah. so, I'm, so what I'm hearing is about 60% laziness. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah okay. the ultimate percentage. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Jim, it was really good having you on. I'm sure we'll have you on for a full-length podcast in the future. I uh, really hope to be able to do that at some excellent. point. Excellent. Well, you, you stay in our good graces and... I appreciate you letting me join you. Yeah, anytime. All right, we've got Hannah Tackett joining us. And Hannah, why don't you just start by telling everybody a little bit about what you do for the company. I am the Chief Operations Officer and Chief Compliance Officer at Penobscot Financial Advisors. And my workload spans a lot of different things. Um, Typically, I end up identifying efficiencies looking at technology, helping write procedure, overseeing the firm to ensure that we're remaining compliant. Sounds fun. Yeah. Let's get into compliance. Yeah, no, like a great uh, topic. She actually spends 99% of the day just correcting things that I've done wrong. Right, yeah. All, <laughs> those, all those waivers of everything. Right, yeah. yeah. Signing off. Yeah. And I do, I really do love compliance. I don't think that's a thing that you hear a lot about, but I see compliance as an opportunity to help protect our clients and safeguard them and ensure that we're acting in their best interest. So while it's usually not the best topic to talk about, it is something I'm very passionate about. And Hannah, you're kind of the the ringleader, I think, of uh, PFA. Anytime we're trying to do something, you're kind of organizing it and you're running the staff meetings. I know it, it probably feels like herding cats most of the time, <laughs> but why do you think it's important to have that type of person in the team? Because I think it's so central to what we do to have someone to kind of push us along in directions that we need to go as a, as a firm. I, I think you're definitely instrumental in that. 
Yeah, I, I feel that there's a lot of power behind having a team working together. I think clarity around goals and vision is central to getting anywhere. And I'm a person that really looks to continuously improve myself and those around me and the company. And um, I'm one of five kids. I'm the fourth, so I'm in the middle of my family yeah. pack. And I've been herding cats for a really <laughs> long time with my siblings. and. Uh, it's something that I really enjoy seeing people operate at their maximum capacity and watching others grow and develop and thrive. And it's been awesome to personally grow a lot in this company. This January, I'll hit seven years with Penobscot and thinking about where I started then and where I am now, it just, it really is an environment that cultivates growth in individuals and as a team seeing the benefits of everyone slowly figuring out a path for themselves in their career. Yep. And she loves compliance so much she, she married an attorney. Uh, <laughs> yes. A securities attorney. <laughs> was he weirded out when you made him read the home compliance manual or was, that, was he okay with that? Oh, he runs the compliance program of our household. Uh, he, I certainly take my CCO hat off at home and my COO hat and he he runs those, he creates the procedures and the grocery lists and the daycare drop-off timing and such. Sure. I mean, if you were doing operations 24-7, that'd be just too much. Yeah, <laughs> <totally>. <laughs> Awesome. Well, you know, really glad to have you on. Hopefully we'll get you on for a full episode later later in the year or next year. Or, you know, this podcast will go on into perpetuity, so at any point <laughs> in the future. Um, yeah. Is there anything you want to say to our audience before you go? Uh, thanks for listening. We're really excited to bring you guys some knowledge about finance, about us, and um, really excited to see where this whole podcasting thing goes. Yeah, and just so everybody listening knows, Hannah's been also instrumental in getting the podcast <laughs> up and going because that's a lot of operations that we uh, less tech-savvy financial advisors understand. So thanks to <laughs> Hannah for that. Yes. No problem. All right, now we got Craig Jonkis, uh, CEO of the company, on with us, and uh, he's also going to talk about teamwork. Yeah, yeah, Craig, I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked Jim, um, and you kind of had this vision going forward of building this company. You guys didn't necessarily need to round out a team like you did. You seem to think that was important. Why did that uh, become a focal point for you, and how much of it do you think it is because of just laziness on your part. <laughs> I think a significant portion of it is that I want to be on the golf course every now and then. So that that is part of it. But definitely, I think uh, most of it came down to I started my career. Uh, I was working closely with Jim. And we always called ourselves a team. Like we'd sit in the same room. We'd get around a conference room. We'd share ideas, best practices, things like that. But then we'd go out and we'd compete for the same group of clients. And we weren't really helping each other. And then at the end of the day, it was like I had certain things that I loved doing and that I was good at. Jim had certain things he loved doing and was good at. Sure. Everybody had their own skills and things that they loved doing. And you can't do everything when you're a financial advisor for your clients and do it really well. Right. It's like, you know, when you're a financial advisor, you do financial planning, you do investments, you pick stocks, you do marketing, you right. do business ownership, you do management. 
And one human being can't do all those things and just be really good at it. And somehow you managed to get rid of doing all of those things. (laughs) (laughs) So what is your day like? (laughs) Uh, I guess most of my day these days is having conversations with new prospective clients, talking with them about what we do, you know, how good our team is, you know, uh, you know, making sure that it's a good fit between us and the client and making sure that the relationships we have are mutually beneficial. Uh, you know, do have some clients that I continue to work with on a day-to-day basis, which I also love doing. Um, but fortunately been able to kind of get my way out of some of the things I wasn't passionate about, like the investment management process, um, and getting more into the things I really like doing. Sure. I got to tell you, all the time on the golf course isn't helping Craig, so <laughs> <laughs> you can pick up a little bit more slack if we can get back out there. That'd be, that'd I be seem to remember a, a tournament at Waterville where we entered a par three contest together, Tyler. Craig, <laughs> Craig you were a guest on our show. We want to thank you for this weekend. This is fantastic. Additionally, it's my anniversary weekend, so if you talk to my oh, wife, you can let her know I organized all of it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't know that at all, but I'm glad that nice romantic yeah. place for the two. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah, well, we'll definitely get you back on here for a full episode at some point or, you know, somebody that you want to delegate to show in your place. Right on. You guys are doing great with this podcast. So I'm happy you're doing it. Not it's going to be the best one yet. You know, there's only two episodes, so it's pretty low bar. But. <laughs> now we're joined by James Kane. He's the newest member of Team PFA. And. James, just so you know, uh, topic du jour is teamwork. Yep. Great, and great. since obviously you're very new, yeah. um, what, like two weeks? Yeah, two and weeks. And a half. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I have, I have some pretty important questions to ask you. You're just kind of starting out with us. You came on this team re- retreat with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, which member of the team do you not like the most? Which member of the team? Um, after the tasks that we were given today, um, I would say right now, Abram. Yeah. All right. Um, definitely a lot of room for improvement there. That was the yeah. right answer. We'll keep him. He can, he can continue. Yeah. Work I thought we had a rule, no shots cool. at the host. Yeah. But, you know. Well, so, you know, I'm new, so. <laughs> so, James, what, what do you, what do you do at PFA? Um, so I'm a portfolio administrator, so I'm basically taking up the slack, uh, that Sam is, is now missing from taking on his new role as a portfolio management associate. So essentially everything Sam doesn't want to do anymore. Basically, yeah, right. exactly. He exactly. must have got that page out of Craig's book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and for the people listening, actually James coming on is is huge for us in our team because yeah. James is doing a lot of things that allows us to get a ton of information in front of the clients right. that we just couldn't before. And honestly, uh, like I've done Sam's job before we hired Sam yeah. and mm-hmm. like it's a it's it's a lot of work. You know, our firm, as far as what, what you guys do, was definitely like the check oil, check engine light was on, needed to replace the oil, yeah. get some new blood, and, yeah. you know, um, take a little bit off of that plate and kind of, yeah. you know, a little more delegation. So And and James, you haven't ran away yet, mm-hmm. uh, so what's, what's your experience working in the team? I mean, it's kind of probably your first experience in this type of setting. Yeah, I mean, um, from day one, I really felt that full team uh, aspect. Good. Yeah. You know, I'm here after two weeks. Yeah. So, so if, you, if you had to grade us on one to ten cult like status, ten being we are a cult, one being we're less of a cult. Uh, that's kind of vague. If you give me some examples of, of cults that you know I can I can uh, use.
loses. I don't know. Yeah. So I can see why. He's still okay. he's still in the he's still fresh enough where he's being nice. Yeah. So and, I can uh, see why he doesn't like Abram. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So I think uh, I think we're good here, yeah. and Thanks, I'm yes. I'm certainly tired of getting beat up on during this segment of the podcast. <laughs> um, but we'll definitely have you on again at some point in the future as All your right. as your role and your work gets a little bit more fleshed out and. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll write down all of my notes about you that I can make some personal attacks on. Perfect. Great. Right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Thanks. Thanks. Yep. All right, we ditched Tyler, and now we got Julie Willette here. She's our client relations specialist. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about what you do, and the uh, topic of today is teamwork, so if you want to loop that in on how you work with individuals within the firm, whether it's advisors or operations, just, you know. Spill the beans, tell us everything you do. All right. So, like Abram said, I'm the client relations specialist here at PFA, and so I do a handful of things. Um, For the most part, I'm assisting our advisors here at the firm, um, assisting them with transactions. So if clients are opening new accounts or doing rollovers or transfers, um, I help out with that. I do a lot of scheduling as well. And we couldn't Um, thank you enough, like, (laughs) (laughs) taking that off our plate. You know, I did some of that starting out early on. So you know. Yeah, and really good to delegate. Yes, absolutely. It's... But it's a busy job, but I certainly enjoy it. Um, uh, review scheduling, like I said, and answering the phones. I'm kind of the primary person, so anyone calling in, they're going to get me first. Yeah. Um, any, any calls that stick out? What, good or, <laughs> or bad good or ones? Anything that stick out. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Um, I guess uh, nothing's really coming to mind. Um, I'm Julie's being... just very polite, guys. So. <laughs> well, I told Aaron, I said, I'm not very good on the spot. Yeah. So We'll loop back on that okay. in a later podcast, and we'll just have horror stories. Horror stories. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, just like the weirdest people that walk through the door in Bangor, and well, everybody, I... that work, everybody that doesn't know, Julie works out of our Bangor office. And, yes, yes. Yeah. Actually, as we're kind of chatting now, I'm remembering like, we get a lot of people who call in who don't necessarily like know what we do. So yeah. I think there was one person I remember calling in. She, uh, she was like an elderly lady, and she was wondering if we. She was I think something to do with bankruptcy and debt consolidation. I'm wondering if we do that, which you know we can help help clients out with stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. Um, it is kind of interesting people that call in and they really have no idea. You know, could we do mortgages? Well, you know, right, not right. entirely. We can kind of you know push people or not push people, but we can direct them <laughs> in certain places. Yeah, but light, lightly guide. Lightly, lightly guide. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Anything else you really want to add before Tyler jumps in here? Oh, is he gonna? Is he gonna come in now? Yeah, oh, he's All here. Right. Well, we're we're mid podcast, Tyler. It's a. I'm, I know you were taking a break in between, uh, but Julie's really got to get up going to her massage soon. So if you want to ask Julie anything, on the spot. No, yeah. I think it makes a ton of sense. Julie is another person who spends her entire day fixing things that I mess up. <laughs> so her doing this in podcast with me not being here. Kind of fits in the yeah. <laughs> I prefer you to kind of be out of out of the picture for the most part. Like you're right. Yeah, yep. things are more efficient when I'm just yeah. at home, yeah. not doing anything. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thanks for joining us, Julie. Absolutely. Get your massage. Enjoy it. Thank you. We're now joined by Sam Chaplin. He is uh, the company's new. He's got a new title. He was the portfolio administrator. Now he's the associate portfolio manager. Thank you. And what do you do? How do you contribute to the team? Do you contribute to the team? <laughs> I like to think that I make a minor contribution by, you know, helping you guys not uh, have to do all the hard work. So that's good. Yeah. We, we just covered how uh, James essentially does everything you don't like doing. Oh, that's absolutely a fact. Yeah. So it's left you with doing what? And I send Sam pretty regularly stock ideas. Um, 
And I haven't seen any of those yes. come up in the investment committee. <laughs> Sam, you know, we talked about, you know, I ran my own practice at one point. Portfolio management came at the very last part of my list when I was working on clients because I was just so focused on everything else, right? What do you think allows this team network to work? The fact that we have someone dedicated to doing what you do. Well, I think it's just nice in general having the team approach where everybody can kind of do what they specialize in and uh, also things that they enjoy, right? So for me, I enjoy doing that part of the work, doing the trading and research and reporting. You guys might not like that so much. It comes fairly easy to me where your jobs sound much harder to me, managing relationships and talking people through difficult times. Sure. I'm happy to hang out in the back office and, you know, plug away on and the computer. Your, and your background was kind of in this world, right? What did, what did you do before? Yeah. Before so... Since I've been in professional life, I worked at a bank for a bit just as a teller. Then I did some uh, accounting and administration for hedge funds. Who'd you tell her? <laughs> you don't ask, don't tell her. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I was doing administration for hedge funds, just a lot of accounting and reporting. So I uh, kind of came on to Penobscot to help them get their administration up to speed with the client portal and reporting platform and uh, got into the trading for the first time there. And you know, been working up the ranks, now hired uh, James here to take over that stuff I don't want to do, and uh, now doing a little more research um, and, you know, trying to contribute more to the investment committee. Nice. What yeah. do you do on the investment committee? If you could just elaborate for the, the audience that are very much involved and intrigued in our conversation today. <laughs> uh, so for the investment committee, I, I kind of lead the meetings for the most part. Me and Jim have a uh, conversation prior to each meeting, things we want to go out. You One, like two. Batman and Robin? Yeah, I'm Batman. Oh. Batman, I am definitely. the Batman. <laughs> Jim is definitely going to have to get back <laughs> before we end. <laughs> uh, um, I, I don't wear tights, so. <laughs> um, so outside of that, you know, I do some uh, communications like with the fund providers and uh, kind of act as the liaison to kind of the managers that we work with. Um, and then also run our types of screeners and scorecards and uh, evaluate the investments in our portfolios and look for new ones that uh, provide value opportunities. Uh, and just kind of make sure to monitor portfolio risk and other stuff that will put you to sleep. The big thing for anyone listening is that Hannah essentially runs the business, right? It sure. kind of keeps everyone on yeah. track doing these things. Yeah. Sam does all of the important stuff. And the rest of us really just don't do anything. <laughs> right, yeah. I the rest of us of, took a page out of Craig's book. Right, yeah. We're all yeah. looking at you, Avery. But, uh, <laughs> the operations people are the adults in the room. And we're really just... Yeah. <laughs> we're but, all just pretty faces. So. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we want to thank you for have, you know coming on, Sam. We'll, we'll probably pull you in for a full episode and really pick the brain that is Sam Chaplin. Yeah, but, and uh, Batman. Yeah, and check out me and Jim's much better podcast on the quarterly commentary coming out soon. All right. I do <laughs> recall. I do recall. <laughs> we have a higher budget. Now. We've got better equipment. Yeah. And I think you guys have put it like half an episode. Yeah. Oh no! What are you guys doing? Fifteen minutes or something yeah, like that? I'll be shocked if this makes it into the actual episode. No, nothing Thanks, is. Yeah. Nothing is worth. Yeah, it. we're gonna cut this whole thing. <laughs> except for the fact when you said you are Batman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you do here? Cut to I am the Batman. That's all I get. <laughs> Awesome. Well, well, as you can all tell, the podcast level has deteriorated in quality. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, what you were expecting. Yeah. But we're going to actually, Sam has got our last interview for today. You've met the whole company, met the whole team. Uh, Sam, if you had to pick, you know, your favorite person to work with because we do work in teams. Yeah. And there's a $50 bill next to you. Is there? <laughs> yeah, we'll start the bidding at $50. <laughs>
Thank you for, for tuning in. Subscribe, download, like, tell your friends. I promise we won't have Sam on all that much. Uh, thanks for listening. The foregoing content reflects the opinions of Penobscot Financial Advisors and is subject to change at any time without notice. Content provided herein is for informational purposes only and should not be used or construed as investment advice or a recommendation regarding the purchase or sale of any security. There is no guarantee that the statements, opinions, or forecasts provided herein will prove to be correct. Thank you.